0: You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto Podcast, where you'll learn how you can use direct-to-fan marketing strategies to grow your fan base and generate income from your music with no record label, radio, airplay, touring, or press. And I'm your host, John O'Jaca all right john ojaka here and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the music marketing manifesto podcast um <clears throat> now uh we're doing something a little different for this episode and most of you won't uh, won't be the wiser uh, i'm i'm recording this uh in video as well so if you're a fan of video podcasts and you know, I'm really not. I'm an audio guy, uh, and I've sort of resisted video for a long time. But I'm finally, you know, I'm basically forced to embrace it a bit more. And uh, and I'm doing that, and I'm also trying to add a little more uh, excitement to uh, what has been a very quiet YouTube page over the years. Uh, and we'll be adding video options or video versions, I should say, of most of the MMM podcasts. So this is really the first of those If you want to head on over to uh, YouTube, search for Music Marketing Manifesto, be sure to uh, follow the channel or subscribe to the channel and set your notifications to all if you would. Those things really help. You'll find this episode and future episodes there as well. Um, And I'll be attempting to add more uh, sort of brief training videos there uh, to the channel as well and really trying to see what we can do over there on YouTube. So check that out. So, all right. For today's episode, we're going to be revisiting AI. Um, I, I reported on uh, AI, specifically ChatGPT, way back in early January. I think it was January 11th when that podcast uh, came out, which, to my knowledge, was the force uh, forced <laughs> was the first sort of podcast episode in the music space to be talking about ChatGPT and its implications um, for the music industry. Um, it, was, it came out in, I think it was November 30th, that ChatGPT 3.5 was released in that sort of chatbot form that we're all now familiar with. And as soon as I kind of got a hold of it, I realized this this is a game changer. This is, this is a new watershed moment. Um, and I think perhaps the watershed moment of all watershed moments in that not to get too grandiose right out of the gate here but i, I think human beings are looking at a new um major step in our evolution the very what we are uh, all of these things that define us as human beings this whole <laughs> going going back to hunter gatherers and how we've evolved all of that is uh, i don't know about quite about but over the next um maybe decades maybe centuries but over the next little while we are going to i truly believe evolve into something new as ai brings us eventually unlimited energy and unlimited intelligence and when you have those two things the human paradigm is turned on its nose and um uh, or turned on its head is that the expression what what does turned on its nose mean i don't know but uh it it is everything that has mattered up until now doesn't necessarily matter, and so some massive, massive things are coming. A lot of us who who spend time thinking about these things refer to this as the singularity, this point in time where things um, start doubling so fast as to appear to be a straight line, you know. Um, and and I think a lot of us sense that the uh, introduction of chat gpt uh ha- is the it is the drizzle before this st- the, the coming storm of this singularity in this massive moment in human history but we're not there yet um and at the same time as much as there is this this grandiose shadow being cast by the introduction of consumer, um, consumer level AI products such as ChatGPT and, um, the image and video generators that we'll talk about a little bit later. As much as all of that is very real, um, there's also been a sort of sugar crash almost around AI, um, in in the recent months, where it came out, everybody got excited. The users just you know went shot up to a hundred million in no time, um and all the there was this sort of AI arms race that we're still in the middle of. As every tool out there or every company out there that was working on something had to rush to market. All the other companies that didn't have any AI needed to cram the word AI into their their uh, you know their advertising and their products often when it didn't even really exist and. As much as tools like ChatGPT are so powerful, there was, again, I think this sugar crash where a lot of us settled into, okay, it can solve all our problems, wait can it and it, you know how how does this really fit into our day-to-day lives to make it better a lot of people start tinkering and then they're just not really sure how to take advantage of this it can't you know get up and make your coffee for you yet um so i think a lot of people have cooled off and then on top of that we have a lot of anxiety around ai where you have a lot of thought leaders in the tech space you know signing letters saying that you know this is a concern and then you have people yeah uh, creating podcasts and youtube videos saying that we're all going to die because of ai and you know there's a there's a a lot of there there has been another a sort of second moment as we all caught our breath from this new ai thing and uh i wanted to revisit the topic because it's it's a topic of an enormous amount of interest to me and i covered it so sort of so early here on the MMM podcast that um, I thought it was worth talking about. Again, when we talked about it originally, I had uh, my friend Sean Early uh, on the podcast, and we were both, you know, a week or two into playing with these tools, and they were crude by comparison to where we are just a few months later. Um, So that's what we're going to do on this episode. We're going to be uh, just kind of revisiting tools, AI, chat GPT, uh, image and video creators, music creation tools. And we're going to be taking a sort of second look at this and perhaps a more uh, mature kind of relaxed look at what's the reality of, of w- first, what's happened in the AI space over the last few months, um, because things are happening very, very quickly. Um, what is the reality of of how AI can help us specifically as musicians right now, the different tools that are out there and where is this going? What does this all mean? And and what should we be concerned about? That's what I'm going to attempt to dress, to dress, to address, uh, on this episode. The problem with doing the video thing is, you know, it's not as easy to edit as as audio. So we'll see where where we get with this. Um, There was an edit right right there. um, As I started coughing. Anyway, um, so so settle in, I'm going to take a quick break. uh, And you're probably gonna be hearing from me in the break. Um, But when we return, we're going to be talking, we're going to be revisiting uh, artificial intelligence and what it means for you as a musician. All right, back in a sec. Hey, John here, just cutting in with a quick message to tell you about a product that I think uh, can help you dramatically as a musician. Uh, The product I'm talking about is tunepipe something that is very near and dear to my heart tunepipe is truly an all-in-one marketing solution for musicians uh, it is a website builder it is a funnel builder it is a music store builder it is a membership a creator it is a, a email marketing tool a crowdfunding tool a split testing tool and a whole lot more um, It allows you to essentially press a few buttons and not only publish a website, but perhaps more importantly, publish a marketing funnel for your music. It is as simple as logging in, clicking Create Funnel, selecting a funnel strategy, such as Deep sale Funnel, or Free for Shipping and Handling Funnel, or Streaming Funnel, and the list goes on, clicking Publish, editing the text and images until you're happy, uh, connecting your email marketing tool and products, and you're away. Uh, In as little as 45 minutes, you can build a traffic-ready marketing funnel for your music using TunePipe. And while there are many services out there that can help you build a pretty website for your music, TunePipe is the platform that helps you build a website and a lot more that can ultimately pay for itself. That's how it is designed. It is a marketing-forward platform. It doesn't just sit there and wait for people to come to you. Instead, it gives you the tools to go out and grab the attention of uh, potential fans, turn them into super fans, and generate revenue from uh, that attention as a result. So if you'd like to try TunePipe free for 14 days, just head on over to TunePipe.com. Once again, that's TunePipe.com. You can find out more about uh, the services and integrations that we offer. I think it's going to blow your mind. Once you start working in TunePipe, I think you're going to find it very difficult to... Uh, Uh, Go back to those other platforms that are out there because it's just so easy to use. You do not have to have any tech knowledge or coding knowledge or any of those things. You just click a few buttons, follow along with the in-depth learning center that we've created for you if you need it. uh, And you'll be away in no time with a beautiful, modern, cutting-edge site that has all of the tools that you need to grow your fan base and generate more revenue from your music. So check it out at TunePipe.com. All right, so we are back. Let's begin by just kind of getting up to speed and going over everything that has transpired over the last few months. I touched on some of this in the intro, but here it is in a nutshell. And on November 30th, uh, 2022, ChatGPT 3.5 was launched to the public. And ChatGPT actually, or I should say GPT, actually existed um, for a while through open AI. Um, you had to use it more in their developers playground and it really wasn't that consumer friendly they turned it into effectively a chat bot and launched it to the public and things went nuts suddenly we could all understand it we could all use it and it was unlike anything we'd ever experienced before where we could talk to this ai like a person we didn't have to speak in broken down computer code you know language or simplify ourselves like we do with perhaps siri or alexa we could just speak like a person and We would get these very, very detailed um, replies back. We could ask it to write in our voice or another voice and it could do it. We could ask it to make advanced um, uh, calculations and it could do it and it, and it, the world was taken by storm. We again, we had really never seen anything like it. A number of products started uh, using their API to give uh, to make their products and services smarter. In fact, my own service, TunePipe, uh, is now integrated with ChatGPT. Not only can you create content headlines and text and bios and all of that stuff using a built-in ChatGPT integration, but you can also um, Uh, There's also a ChatGPT-powered support bot. Uh, We still offer human support, of course, but it's there for those off hours when you need an answer quick. So um, a lot of services started integrating with it, and we started seeing it everywhere. I think it was a matter of four days, five days, till they hit a million users, and uh, a few weeks more, or maybe it was months, I don't recall, until they were over 100 million users, to my knowledge, to my understanding, fastest growing, a platform of its kind in human history, Um, and... And again, many of us recognize like this is m- massive. Uh, along with this came uh, a, a fleet of AI tools. Um, some of the bigger and better known and more useful ones would be platforms like the image generators. I'm talking um, specifically about MidJourney. Uh, MidJourney had a free plan. Now it's paid only. Last I looked, um, there are also other uh, image generators like stable diffusion which to my knowledge is is open source um there are a number there are a growing number of additional models around both image generation and other um third party often uh open source uh chat models out there language models um and uh there is also a, a fleet of sort of a growing number of video creators. Um, some of the bigger, again, more useful ones were uh, Runway Labs, Gen 1, and now Gen 2, where we can just simply type in some text eagle flying through the Grand Canyon. And we're going to most likely get an eagle flying through the Grand Canyon. We can also do video to uh, video where we upload a video of our own, uh, perhaps playing guitar and and singing. And then we might give it a prompt to be a turn it into claymation or anime, and it will spit back a video of us playing guitar as anime or as claymation. Now, the problem here is that it's not that good yet. Um, The demos we all saw when Gen 1 was first released were very exciting, and myself and a lot of others thought this is going to uh, become uh, amazing uh, within a matter of weeks, and it's taken a bit longer. I'm still 1,000% confident that it is going to get very good very soon, but it's still in its infancy. That ego might be not flapping its wings or uh, flapping them in some weird way, um, you'll often have to generate multiple versions of that video to get what you finally want. And then there's often some flickering or weird morphing. But occasionally you get some, uh, and more than occasionally, quite often you get some beautiful footage that you can in fact use. And this is per- particularly valuable when we're trying to create something sci-fi or something that we can't buy stock footage of or easily recreate, a, a alien ship landing over or hovering over New York City, for example, um, you could you could do something like this with a text prompt now with Gen 2 from uh, Runway Labs. Um, there's another service out there that I play with a bit more. It's, it's simpler, but I think the results are a little more usable right now, which is Kyber, K-A-I-B-E-R. Uh, <clears throat> Kyber is... Uh, effectively, I believe they're using stable diffusion, forgive me if I'm wrong on that. Um, Most of the third party tools are pulling from stable diffusion. Um, uh, And, how it's how it began was sort of uh, image to video. You could go and upload uh, perhaps an image of of yourself. Stick with playing guitar, and um, it would turn it into a five second or four second video. But what the technology that it would use, just to sort of simplify it, is that. Uh, it would it would m- basically take your source video and then create I don't know how many dozen versions of that video. So what you'd see was this morphing of your face, um, and you playing guitar as well as some motion added to it. So it was questionable in terms of how well you could use this, particularly if you were uh, looking to recreate yourself as we as musicians often are. You know we want to make music videos and things like that. But if you were um, trying to create a landscape maybe you make um, uh, electronic music or meditation music or or some fantasy music and and themes were just as important as as you the the singer or artist was then you could do some really cool stuff you could do amazing fantasy scapes as image after image morph you know from one image into another and do some really beautiful stuff and and we did see um, a lot of uh, Uh, videos emerging getting millions of views we're still seeing this using these ai tools but again they're they're somewhat crude kyber then released uh video to video um which is it uses a similar technology. Again, as I understand, I don't pretend to know every nuance of every one of these tools. I just know the user experience. And and then I deduce what's actually going on there. And some cases I've done more research than that, but not in the case of Kyber, but it appears they're doing the same thing. They're taking the frames and then using an AI image creator to create, um, images for each frame and then throwing them back together. So you still get this morphing flickering kind of effect. Um, and it's particularly hard when you're trying to get your mouth to align to the lyrics that you're saying. I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm focused on one target, which is to create music videos of ourselves singing our songs so that we can, instead of spending $5,000, um, be able to Turn anything that we see in our head, any storyboard into a video um, for you know for, for, uh, mere pennies um, and that and i do I do uh, more than believe I know that 's coming i just don 't know if it 's weeks, months, or years away um, but there are new tools emerging and, and again the AI space is moving so fast, I think that 's the big Stress uh, point to stress here is that almost every day there's some new important um, bit of news in the AI space, whether it's uh, new, faster chips being um, uh, produced to process all of this. AI that is now taking place around the world, or whether it's a new platform that allows you to do something cool. There's something happening virtually every single day. Uh, but uh, on that lip note, just just as a, a fun aside, there is a new tool uh, called Wave to Lip. It's, uh, it's free at the moment. It's a Google tool that uh, people are using to take um, maybe a uh, a video of Joe Biden talking, for example, and then putting new words in his mouth, and it will just change the lips of that uh, that individual. So one, you can do some fun things there, but uh, perhaps, and I, I'm yet to try this, um, I believe we might have some luck taking some of these Kyber video-to-video tools and then throwing that, or, or results, I should say, and throwing them through uh, Wave-to-Lip to see what we ultimately get. So there's for every time we have a problem in the AI space, it's honestly a matter of weeks before somebody's come up with some kind of a workaround. Sometimes they're simple. Sometimes they're they're very complex. Um, now. Uh, there's also a fair bit. Oh, I should have mentioned Dolly 2, of course, when it comes to the image creation. Dolly 2 is uh, another powerful tool from uh, OpenAI. It seems to be the least popular uh, of, uh, I, actually, Adobe's got tools, Photoshop's now AI-powered. I mean, it's it's happening. It's moving fast. I tend to be thinking of, of the tools that I personally use, but actually, there are quite a, a lot of them out there. Um, I use Dolly too, a lot for, uh, things like in painting and out painting, which I know you can do in, um, the AI powered Photoshop. I'm just not a Photoshop user, so I don't use that. But what's been remarkable is things, things that have stopped a lot of creative people in the past. Like, let's say you have a square image, but you need it to be a horizontal image for a particular post or ad. You're screwed if the, if the image doesn't, you know, the image you got doesn't work. Now you can just go in and um, paint out the area to the side of the image and then paint in based on a text uh, prompt and completely turn that square image into a horizontal image. The AI will come in and paint the rest of that picture. And it's usually pretty flawless. Likewise, you might have a perfect picture, but, uh, I don't know, you were holding a soda can in your hand and you didn't want that in the picture. You just erase it and describe the image like a man standing, uh, at a park or whatever, and it will paint back in that area where your the soda can used to be, and it will perhaps paint your hand. It's a little bit of a uh, luck of the draw. You might have to do it a few times, and it does spit out four or five different images uh, for you to choose from. But sooner or later, you'll get something perfect. and And it it it's been. AI has now allowed us to do so much more with those imperfect images. It's been really fantastic uh, for that. And I use I personally use Dolly 2 for that, but there are a lot of tools out there. Um, there's also a new fleet of uh, AI um, uh, res- uh, image, what do we call this? Uh, image uh, sharpeners, um, not sharpeners, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, We're upscalers, so we, we can take that weird low-res image or that slightly fuzzy shot that we love the We love the shot in general. Your face is just a little blurry and you can go. I use one called Vance AI. There are a number of them out there. Vance AI gives you a few free credits and then you pay something like five bucks for a hundred credits. But there are some free ones out there. You just have to wait a little longer for them to process. Um, But uh, you can, you you take that fuzzy image. I had this happen recently. I, I needed a photo from my past and all I found was some tiny little grainy one on the internet. I took it and I uploaded it into Vance AI I, uh, hit, uh, up, up scale and suddenly the image was much bigger and much sharper and I could use it on the web and it was perfect. So I use that a lot. This is particularly valuable because a lot of these image, uh, creators like mid journey spit out images that are good, but they're a little small. And with an upscaler, we can, um, we can get what we ultimately, we can get that little bit of extra sharpness, that little bit of extra size, um, and it really doesn't cost much. I should probably spend more time talking about the uh, the image uh, creator tools because they are pretty massive. I mean, MidJourney is sort of the end all be all to my mind. I don't think the others, uh, the other tools, are quite touching it. But effectively, it is. If you haven't played with it, it is a text to image creator that can create images that are indistingu- indistinguishable from real photographs. Um, again, like all of these tools, it's not always perfect. Um, it is, to some extent, the luck of the draw. You may have to run your prompts uh, a number of times. But I can go in, and I, I did the little test for something recently. It was 70s Rocker Girl, and I got four photos. It'll always spit out four photos that, that I... I, it was it's just shocking when your mind knows that person you're looking at does not exist because it is indistinguishable from a photo I might have typed photo of. Um, and uh, now th- there's all this additional functionality where you can add images and assign image weights and create seed images so you can put your face on you know Superman, if you want, but where I find that this is kind of handy is when maybe you've got one great shot of yourself, and you just you need some additional shots to kind of choose from. Uh, you can take that image of yourself and your face, and um, uh, use the image of your face as the seed. Use the image of yourself as the uh, the source image. Uh, adjust the image weight. So it's fairly heavy on I want you to, you know, follow the source image fairly closely. um, But then have it saying, uh, playing guitar, or with hands in the air, or smiling, and give it that little extra something, and it will give you effectively a new image of yourself in a different position, doing a different thing, which can come in so handy um, in a a variety of situations, particularly for things like Facebook ads and whatnot. So anyway, I I could talk about this stuff for Uh, ever. Actually, I think I do need to talk about it uh, for a little more because there's also a pretty big, um, there's a lot of discussion around AI music creation. And I got to be honest, this doesn't interest me that much. Uh, As a musician, I'm just not interested that much in AI music creation um, because I don't, I don't, I would not care about this. Um, And I don't believe in the long run many people will care about this. I believe that what we seek from music is the connection to a human heart and soul and mind. We are not that far away. I mean, technically, you can already do this. You could create your own um, internet radio station and albums and, and everything else and entities from the from the images to the videos to the brand to the lyrics to the songs to the voice that are completely ai created um and there have been examples of people making fake you know drake songs and things like that and getting millions of streams until it got yanked down there are lawsuits happening you know everything there's there's no precedent for any of this stuff so thing the dust hasn't settled on on where the laws are going to settle around all of this but I personally I don't I'm not afraid of an AI world where musicians don't have any relevance because I don't think that that's what humans are seeking. I don't think we want an AI generated playlist of AI song after AI song after AI song um <clears throat> because I don't I don't think it's just a song that we are seeking. Um, from our music experiences not to say that there would be zero value there but i don't think it's enough i don't think it solves that human problem that is ultimately solved by music it doesn't give us that sense of fulfillment that i think we are ultimately seeking when we connect with artists and when we connect with music i think personally this is getting philosophical but personally i believe that we as humans um you know are we want pr- art that is filtered through another human mind that does not mean that we cannot benefit as artists um and we can uh, from ai and that we cannot use ai to help us be much much better and more creative artists we absolutely can we already are and we kind of have been for a while so i don't i don't but but because of that, I'm not that interested in going and singing a song and then having I don't know uh, fill in the blank you know Kurt Cobain sort of you have his cloned voice re-sing my song that doesn't interest me. And yes, there are there are examples of this stuff popping up on YouTube right now because it's so new and getting a lot of views. But I I think the shelf life on this stuff is short, and the in and the big picture interest in this is is, is limited. Um, <clears throat> where I think, you know, and, and there are, there's so much you can do. You can create AI beats and then AI lyrics uh, uh, and then AI voice clones. And it's particularly effective with rap. You know, it gets harder when they're singing and all of the melodies, but definitely not impossible. I've seen some flawless examples. Um, but again, it just, it's it beyond being uh, a, a novelty and a curiosity. I don't know. I don't see this as a threat. I'm not worried about it. I'm, when I all of the artists that I feel affinity, affinity towards. It's not the music. It's I mean, it is. That's not true. It is in part the music, but it is a combination of the music and the stories that those individuals are telling and the life that inspired those stories that's in the individual and their brand and you know, the rock stars, um, that, that we follow, they are tribe leaders and I don't, it's going to be a very, it's going to be a very long minute before we are ready to, uh, follow AI as, as a tribe leader. So I don't know. I mean, a lot can change in the next hundred years, but right now, i 'm not t- I'm not particularly worried, and I don't think you should be as well. I do not think the sky has fallen on music creation now. Some of you who um, have invested an enormous amount of time into becoming very good at uh particularly technical aspects of music, you might have a right to be pissed because a lot of people are going to be able to match um that skill uh or well not the literal skill but create a product that closely resembles the products that you can create much more easily um but this is not new you know in in the arts we saw this with photoshop um designers of old uh who charged hundreds of thousands of dollars to create um blueprints for the signs and logos and things that we were we suddenly had kids coming along with photoshop and c- do the same thing for five hundred dollars, and careers shifted, and frankly, some you know were destroyed um, because of technological evolutions like that. Music, I mean, samples. Suddenly, some some kid could create a song that had a drum beat that had the soul of one of the you know uh, world's best R and B drummers because they were sampling things, and so uh, at least when it came to the, the beats, the drums, the sounds, they were instantly elevated to a much higher level of skill than they themselves could have created if they had to go and play and record um, those those same drums. So um, we not through AI necessarily, but through technological advancements, we have seen um, a number of uh, uh, these sort of shortcuts in the arts. And AI does represent... A, a massive um, 10xing or whatever you want to say of of productivity for people who haven't put in as much time and dedication as some other people. But I don't think that I know that on an individual by individual basis, this might suck for some people. But as a whole, for humanity, I think that this is a a wonderful thing. I I think the end all be all for the art should be that anybody with an idea, with an urge, with something inside that they want to express to the world on the outside so they can potentially touch another human being. I think we want a world where that's obtainable. Um, If you want to create um beautiful 60s style motown music should you have to go and master every single um instrument yourself and become an engineer and become a producer um and heck we can we can get really meta on that do you have to be a software designer to create the recording tools like pro tools and you know that changed things as well I don't I don't want a world like that. I want the tools to make my to create a shortcut for my mind to get the ideas and thoughts that are on the inside out to the world faster. And on that front, AI is uh, so tremendously powerful. I'll give you some, you know, case studies uh, or not case studies actually, but some use cases that I found that I've played with that I found just incredibly um well just just amazing really um <clears throat> i am a big fan of like uh jeff lynn's sort of particularly his drum sound uh from elo e- e- but he's also, also a producer and and uh you know I, i'm a americana fan i like the traveling willberry sound i like his drum sound for some reason and so i went into chat gpt 4, and I should should probably add this. If you are going to experiment with these tools, pay the $20 a month and sign up for ChatGPT 4. It is infinitely more powerful than 3.5, and you just can't do a lot of the things in 3.5 that you can do in 4. So just pay the $20. It is so well worth it, um, and you'll have less of those, oh, it was good, but not really usable kind of experiences that you do with 3.5. Anyway, uh, getting back on track, I i just so i'm not an engineer i'm not a technical guy i'm not a producer i've always worked with producers i don't push the buttons i don't know how to make things sound the way i want them to sound so i turned to ChatGPT, and and here's the actual prompt i said you are a world-class music producer and i want you to guide me to produce my own album my recording software is audacity and i would like uh you to guide me to get a drum sound similar to that of Jeff Lynne from ELO. Can you do that? And it says, absolutely. Jeff Lynne's production style is well known, and we can break it down into steps for you to recreate a similar drum sound using Audacity. Here are the steps. Uh, record uh, one, record or program the the drums. Start by either recording a drum kit or programming MIDI drums. Jeff Lynn often uses a tight, punchy snare and a big, open kick drum with minimal use of cymbals. If you're programming, remember to vary the velocities for a more realistic feel. Drum sound selection. If you're using MIDI, choose your drum samples carefully. Look for ones that closely resemble the sound of Jeff Lynn's drums. Punchy snare, warm tones, and a big kick. You might need to try out different samples to find the perfect match. EQ equalization. Use Audacity's EQ to adjust the frequency balance of your drum tracks. Here's a starting point. Kick drum. Boost around 60 hertz for more thump. Cut around 400 hertz to reduce boxiness. And boost around 3 to 5 hertz for more click. And it it goes on talking about the snare and the toms and compression. But still, and that's amazing to me, but still, it's an overview, right? You're still kind of going, okay, I understand, but like, how do I do that? So, So... I then said, uh, "I then said, I'm just trying to find the prompt. Um, I would like to give." I would like you to give me the first step, and I will do that, and I will tell you when I have done it, and then I will ask you for the next step, okay? This is of course. I can guide you that way. Let's begin. Step one, set up Audacity. If you haven't already, download and install Audacity from the official website. Once it's installed, open the software and familiarize yourself with the basic layout. You'll see a blank project with various buttons for recording, playback, etc. Let me know when you're done, and then we'll move on to the next step. And That's how I like to use it for advanced projects, because one, it's it's limited in terms of the number of characters it will spit out. So whenever giving you a summary, it will never be fully complete, um, at least for anything adv- advanced, um, because you could write, you know, several volumes of massive books about this topic, um, and it's not going to be able to do it in 1,500 words um, or whatever that precise, that the limit actually is based on tokens and varies a little bit, and you don't need to understand all of that. But... Um, <clears throat> The, the, and by breaking it down like this, it will give you these detailed step by step things. And as you encounter problems, you can say, I'm not seeing that. And it will um, give you, uh, it will say, I'm sorry, I didn't, you know, it will make mistakes, but together you can guide yourself through the problem. And I've been able to do that on so many very advanced technical fronts um, to solve problems that I never would have been able to solve on my own in the past. I'm talking about coding and working through um, advanced math equations. Um, It's really, really, really incredible. I find working with ChatGPT to be like, uh having a blind super genius perhaps with no hands sitting next to you it knows everything but it can't see what you're dealing with and it and it can't go and do the things that need doing um but as long as you can uh, if, as long as you understand what it is that you're trying to accomplish, and you can articulate the situation clearly, and follow directions clearly, uh, and stay on track, you can do nearly anything. So, as a musician, um, yeah, there, you know, there are a lot of videos where we're, where people are asking it to write lyrics for you. Who cares? I don't. I don't want that experience as an artist, and I don't want that experience as a listener personally. I'm sure other people or you know feeling differently about that but that's that's where i'm at on it so i'm not the guy to instruct you on how to fake or create fake ai music but uh if i wanted if i had a song in me and needed to get it out and didn't know how to get it out i can now turn to chat gpt and have it be again my my blind and crippled Uh, engineer and master producer. I can ask anyone who's fairly well documented out there pre 2021 uh, or not even pre 2021 because we now have the browser plugins, which I'll get to in a moment. Um, uh, uh, It, It will have such a wide variety of uh, such an incredible amount of information about that person and their style through all of the publications that, you know, people who have interviewed them about their production, they can pass, they can simulate that knowledge and pass it on to you in very um, easy to understand chunks. And if you don't understand, you can say, simplify it, explain this to, to me as someone who has no experience with production or pretend I've never seen uh, a mixing board before explain this uh, to me in very simple terms, and it can do that. Um, So that is really where this is at right now. And where I think it's going to be for a very, very long time, it's here to help us humans be better at being human and as that, and more productive at being human. Um, I could talk, for days about the amazing things that are now in the works because of AI, from uh, genetic research to uh, I was hearing the other day, somebody uh, is or some group is working on uh, decoding sperm whale language so that they could potentially understand and speak sperm whale like uh, they are now able to read thoughts. um, And uh, with with AI in the sense that they'll show people images and video while they're in an MRI machine or some equivalent of it. It will record their brain scans, associate the brain scans with the image, and learn what one image translates to uh, in terms of uh, you know, this, this image, well, let me reverse that when they're looking at a image of a sailboat, this brain activity happens. So this brain activity <clears throat> means a sailboat, uh, or blue or, you know, a, a million other things. And they're doing the same with video and they've gotten to the point that they can then, um, Put a person in that MRI machine, show them a picture or a video, and then the AI will translate the brain signals and spit out an image or video that looks remarkably close to the origin to the source image or video. And it's not perfect, but again, we're a few months into the AI world. Uh, but it's very, very good. This means that uh, not only you know could we potentially be reading minds, which I know brings some anxiety uh, f- along with it for a lot of people, but it it also means that. we could soon be and and will soon be recording dreams um, and documenting potentially like recording our our entire lives if we want them to be recorded and having them stored somewhere Um, uh, we uh, could be communicating with animals and seeing how animals see the world the world is getting weird and it's just all happening so fast so (laughs) Again, trying to get back on track, and and I, I really I really in, in enjoy this stuff and find it interesting. So it's hard to kind of not go down the different rabbit holes because there are so many. But bringing this back to sort of music and and just trying to tell the story of. The last few months and where this is all going another major development has been the addition of uh, plugins and internet browsing capabilities to tools like chat gpt um, originally you, it had no ability to access any information pre-2021 and the default mode is still that way and earlier or free versions are still that way uh, as well to my knowledge <clears throat> but with chat gpt4 you now can click a little drop-down and either select default, browsing, or plugins mode. And there are, I think, currently about 400-something plugins in the plugin store. You know, this this is sort of a double-edged sword in terms of news. We're all extremely excited about it, and I think the collective feeling about plugins so far has been a little, eh, you know, they're helpful, but they're not, it's not the app store yet. They're not as amazing. A lot of them are really just businesses trying to get in on the AI thing and not giving a tremendous amount of uh, additional functionality. But a few of them are great. And again, many more will will come. Um, I use this a lot for things like my own business, where you can create a huge PDF of, in my case, it, with, with Music Marketing Manifesto and TunePipe. It's an enormous question and answer PDF that I've created. And every time something new comes in, I add to it and i can upload the pdf i can turn on the ask pdf uh plugin add the pdf it will scan and read the plugin and i can type in a question and have it spit out the answer better yet i can say format the the, i i have a prompt that's something like i'm going to give you a series of emails um i want you to format uh, i want you to reference the pdf for the answers and um draft a reply as an email. Now, I'm not sitting there just copying and pasting and not communicating with people. What I'll do is uh, often take the email, and I've, I tell it how I like to speak, I train it a little on how I like to speak and how I give it examples of my speech. But then what I'll often do is take that email, paste it in and give it a prompt as an answer. I tell it that my the email will be between quotes, context will be outside of the quotes. So then I'll say, the answer is no, you can't do that. Um, But if the the, here's a workaround, and I write very fast and sloppy. And some of these emails that might take 30 minutes for me to think through and draft become two or three minute projects. And so it's an enormous time saver for me to use um, these plugins, uh, specifically the browser or video insights or ask PDF plugin to get quick answers and then i take that answer i paste it in and i make further tweaks um to reflect things that i would actually feel or say um so there's nothing that's not still being filtered through my brain um it's it the seed information that is the answer is my brain and thoughts uh, and experience and the final output is edited by me but the laborious stuff of framing a long email is is removed from the equation. So it's an enormous time saver. Now, for musicians, there isn't a direct parallel. Most musicians aren't fielding thousands of emails a day but but some of some of you are probably getting a considerable amount and it could be used in a very s- a similar way um again if you want to assimilate information quickly you can use maybe from a youtube video you take that link use the video insights plugin and ask it to quickly summarize it for you i get a lot of school newsletters from my kid's school and frankly they're boring and i'll take them and just uh, i'll I'll uh copy the text paste it and say can you summarize this in as few words as possible well while not leaving any um actual details out and it'll spit something that you know takes me 30 seconds to read um uh something that would have taken me 15 minutes is now 30 seconds and it's really really helpful i make sure not to miss anything so so there's it's it's that's that's why i think this is so exciting right now and how i think people should be thinking about this don't think about ai or chat gpt or or mid-journey or uh, uh runway labs or kyber or any of these tools uh as uh, oh, and then again there's the music creations like um Or the various music creation uh ai tools out there um don't think of them as shortcuts or hacks and don't use them in that way um that's not where the world is going with this stuff where it's a completely i mean again it's going to evolve but i'm i'm talking about right now um I do not believe that we are creating a fake world that's going to run away from us. I think we're creating a world where we just become faster and faster and faster. I think that that is the, and again, getting a bit philosophical here, but that is what What humanity has been about since the beginning. Um, That is, you know, the definition, I think, of progress is being able to control uh, uh, an increased ability to control the circumstances of your own life. This applies to us as musicians or, or, you know, human beings in general. And we've been trying to do that since the beginning of time. Let's say you wanted to know how to, uh, I don't know, um, forge iron, a thousand years ago, you either, you know, were born into a situation where you could potentially learn this or you probably never learned this. Maybe a hundred years ago, if you were of the right class of human, you might get on a horse and ride into town for a day and put your body in all kinds of harm. And then if you had were educated and could read, there might be a resource, a library where you could you could read. Uh, maybe a little longer than 100 years ago, I suppose. 100 years ago, we were we were beginning the industrial revolution, but you take my point. Um, when I was a kid, we had a basement full of encyclopedias, and if I wanted to know how to forge iron, I'd go down there and open up the books and get a very crude understanding. A week later, I'd go to the library, then I'd go to university, you know. And then we had smartphones, and suddenly, if I wanted to know how people forged iron, I could just pull out the phone—well, then we had computers, rather, and we could Google it. Then we had our smartphones, and we could be sitting in a cafe and wonder something and answer it. Then we began talking to our phones, and now we have— AI that can actually walk us through the process of doing it so there's always been this progress is this again if we go back to that ability to control the circumstances of your own lives what what is really happening here is a shortening of time between inspiration and reality and inspiration is a key part of this process AI is nothing without inspiration, in my opinion. AI is not some scary thing that is going to come and take over humanity. Um, there will be bumps along the way. There will be some some horror stories, and there will be um, some jobs lost. But ultimately, um, AI, in my opinion, is humanity. It is us. It is it is our child, and it. And again, going back to that sort of definition of progress, it is here. To, it is the next tool in, in a millions of years long journey um, to shorten that gap between inspiration and reality. And I can think of no other arena where that is more exciting than the arts. Um And so I don't, I don't view it as a loss of soul or a threat to soul or a threat to art. Again, bumps along the way, some jobs lost, some skills that people worked really hard for may become somewhat irrelevant. That has happened since the beginning of time in all arenas. Um, You know, again, we referenced a few of them, like Photoshop and Pro Tools and all of these things um, cost people their jobs. Um, But overall, I think they helped many more people create. And so so I, for one, am incredibly excited about uh, where AI is going and what it means for us as artists. Now, if you are hearing this and this is making sense to you, but you really have not played with it that much because that's what i encounter more often than not is people that are following the news, paying attention to it, um, sometimes have a lot of anxiety around it and some some negative feelings or skepticism or maybe they're very positive but they really haven't used it that much. You know, my recommendation would be to begin by signing up for chat gpt 4. Don't stop using the free version um, because the results are dramatically more powerful. To give you an example, ChatGPT 3.5 failed the bar exam in the bottom 10%. It was given the bar exam and it failed in the bottom 10% uh, or bottom 10% tile. Uh, ChatGPT 4 passed in the top 10 percentile, So it, it passed the bar. Um, and It's that much smarter. You want to be taking advice from someone who can pass the bar in the top percentile, or someone who failed it in the bottom ten percentile. Obviously, um, the former. And for just twenty dollars US a month, it's just so well worth it. So uh, start, but but don't. But if you sit down and go, okay, help me AI, you know, it's it's not going to be able to. But think about the ideas you have the dreams you have the things you want to create or produce or do and ask yourself how could this be done faster ask the ai how can you help me to do this task that i need to do um and uh and it will be able to contribute and it, it, it again. I think the character limits throw people. Ask it to give you step by step by step by step, um, and uh, you. I think you'll get better results. Every problem in life is just a wall that you need to climb over, and there is a strategy out there for every for for climbing. Or there is a successful strategy out there that will allow you to climb every wall and. There has never been a tool more powerful than ChatGPT, currently ChatGPT4, new iterations will be coming soon, uh, no doubt, Um, and it will just be getting smarter and more powerful, Um, but uh, there's never been a, a, a tool more powerful to help you overcome those obstacles, and even if they're just boring tasks, uh, ChatGPT will have some suggestions on how it can help. Now, if you're going out and and if you need to, I don't know what, um, put on guitar strings every day, ChatGPT is probably not going to be able to help you with that, but it might actually have some strategies that still speed up your time, believe it or not. I, I don't know. That's a kind of silly example, but y- you do catch my meaning. Um Uh, So from every task that you do as an artist or a human being, I believe it can help you. So that is the first place you should start. Um, And and again, ChatGPT4 gets you access to browsing and then the plugins. Take the plugins with a grain of salt. They're not all amazing, um, but there are a few that can help. And again, the ones that have helped me are um, Video Insights, Ask. My PDF or Ask PDF, there are a couple of them that are similar. Um, it's the one that's like Ask PDF that I use, a yellow sort of icon. Um, and then uh, the the browsing, there's a browsing plugin and there's a native browsing capability, both are helpful. The, the value of the plugin is that you can, you don't have to choose browsing or plugins. It gives you the browsing capability while still using plugins. There are other ones that I'm sure are very valuable. I need to play more with the Zapier uh, plugin that helps you to create integrations, which can be very powerful, especially if you're like a, you know, a Toonpipe user. and uh there are many more than i I, i'm sure are are very helpful but those are ones that you might start with um another thing i would do is probably sign up for mid journey um i think it's ten dollars a month um and it's um, as of this recording it's in version 5.1 and it, it can now create your images for your blog posts it can now create images for your album covers or it can create your album covers um It, uh, can do things like create seed images for you to create animations from, or short little videos for social media, for Instagram and TikTok and everything else. Um, and, uh, and if anything, if nothing else, give you inspiration, uh, as you're trying to visualize something, um, for a project. Um, so... I, I use those two tools almost every day. Um, you may want to play with tools like Kyber and Runway Labs uh, Gen, Gen 1 and Gen 2. Um, again, I, I, find, I find them still limited, um, and you're probably not going to get something brilliant the first time out. But if you play with them and play with them and make a lot of different videos, especially if you sort of storyboard something out, I think you can get... Um, something very usable and very interesting. And again, especially in this world where we're often just looking for 15 or 30 second clips um, to share on social media to drive people over to either a squeeze page or, or a, a smart link page, then um, I think I think these are really potentially valuable tools. Um, in a broader sense, and perhaps even a more powerful sense where where it can come in extremely handy, and I, I can't believe I've waited this long, actually, to start uh, suggesting this is to help you with all of the material aspects of your marketing. So I teach a particular brand of direct response or direct to fan marketing that involves uh, using advertising to drive traffic to a squeeze page uh, where people sign up for some free music and then an email sequence takes over, builds that relationship with the fan and eventually tries to sell that fan um, some some music memberships, merch tickets, etc. And then you continue to send out real-time, uh, email newsletters or broadcasts, uh, to continuously keep them engaged and interested in your music and career and then occasionally sell them stuff. So that's what I teach and specialize in and have been doing with Music Marketing Manifesto all these years. Almost every step of that process can be helped with, um, a tool like ChatGPT and uh, to a lesser extent Midjourney and um, Kyber or or Runway Labs. So for example, um, if you want to, if you're setting up a Facebook ad, and you're running into problems, for example, with a Facebook pixel, uh, or setting up custom conversions, something I get about three emails a day on, um, you can simply ask it, hey, I can't, I'm having trouble setting up a custom conversion, here's what I see here. um, And uh, what do I do next, it will guide you through that process, particularly if you have the browsing plugin turned on, Um, you can ask it uh, for uh, um, targeting suggestions you could say hey in my case i'm an americana artist a lot of uh, my fans seem to also be jason isbell fans i'm looking for 10 targeting suggestions can for facebook ads can you recommend them it will probably go with broad genres and then you can say i'm looking for more targeted uh, specific interests can you recommend 10 and it will start giving or such as a similar artist and it will give you some suggestions and these can at least if not if not, perhaps be your winning target options, they can at least be seeds for further research and exploration to get even more um, targeting ideas. Then it comes to the ad copy, you can ask it for uh, 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 to give you five, 10, 20, whatever, uh, Facebook, Ad, uh, or the, the text for your Facebook uh, ads and it will do that again sometimes it will I find anything marketing related tends to be very cheesy and over the top I have to really tone it down um, sometimes I actually trick it into being like I won't tell it that it's creating a Facebook ad I'll tell it it's creating a squeeze page headline because it tones down a little bit and then I just use it in my ad that's a little little hack there um, Uh, And again, you need to think, don't assume it knows better than you. You need to be, especially if you have some examples of ads that you've used or that you like, um, you can use that as inspiration so that it doesn't go straying too far off course, but it can, it can be at the very least a very good starting point for you. Um, when it, comes to the squeeze pages, the headlines, the the supporting copy. I use a sort of four paragraph um, structure. I will literally, the structure that I teach students to use is I want four paragraphs of supporting copy on a squeeze page. I want the first paragraph to tell people uh, who I am and focus on my my sort of the key bragging points of my career. And you could say, here's a link to, um, you know, a review on me, uh, or whatever, or please browse the internet for information about me. Um, and I want the second paragraph to describe what my music sounds like. Uh, I, I want, and you could say, use references common to Americana music or whatever. I want the third paragraph to, um, tell them, uh, what I'm giving away. And then you, tell the AI what you're giving away. And then I want the uh, fourth paragraph to be a call to action that tells them what to do next, which is to sign up on that page, give it instruction like that, and it will spit out something fantastically usable, um, especially if you're using 4.0. And then you can rewrite it to make sure that everything it's saying is correct. Um, And at the very least, sometimes it spits out garbage. But I find it so much easier to rewrite garbage than I do to stare at a blank page, and just start writing from scratch. So it, it i mean more often than not it gives me very usable stuff but even when it doesn't it has killed writer's block it's fantastic in that way um it's so much easier when our egos are pushed and we go no 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 that's not how you do it this is how you do it so much easier than 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 staring at a page going how do i do this um which often just leaves us stuck so uh, again, beyond the squeeze page, there's the email funnel. You can ask it for a structure for an email funnel. You can ask it to write the emails, write the subject lines, give you ten example or ten different subject lines to choose from. Um, and again, I do a lot of this while uh, giving it maybe five examples of my own emails. Again, you could create a PDF of all the emails you've ever sent or all the blog posts you've ever created and tell it to use them as references and style guides, really amazing things you can do there. And get it to just be your assistant. If you if you were going to train a human being to do this stuff for you, how would you train them? Well, train the AI in the same way, and it will just be faster and more effective. Um, and then you can even go as far as to take uh, the data that's happening and ask it to an, uh, the the results that you're getting and ask it to to analyze it for trends and patterns and and. Some, you could go as far as to start a specific chat. And again, with ChatGPT, you can have multiple chats and they can sort of live there forever in your, in your, um, chat history and you can go back to them time and time again there can be some problems with memory but for the most part it's it's okay you might need to refresh it on what you're trying to do occasionally and might just start getting confused and you need to start over but you can you can say you could literally say i'm a musician i want you to be my goal is x to sell this much money to make this much money a year to become rich and famous whatever your goal is i want you to be my manager um uh you tell me what to do uh, one thing at a time, I will do it and report back to you. And you could have ChatGPT be your manager. These, these again, are are just some of the ways that it can help you and how I think you should be thinking about the power that uh, AI offers. Again, always off course when I talk about AI because I get so sort of excited about a point. But what you can do today, which was the original, you know, where we were going with this, sign up for uh chat four the or uh, sorry ChatGPT plus which gets you ChatGPT four sign up for mid-journey experiment a little bit with kyber and runway labs there are a million tools out there that you can use if you want to stay up on this stuff just start watching a few YouTube videos on AI and the algorithm will just spit out nothing but AI. Um, but there are, you'll, you'll find the, the thought leaders and around AI that you're interested in. Um, and, uh, uh you can kind of stick with them and just stay abreast of the topic. Certainly, if you are part of, um, my community, the insider circle, that's my private mastermind community. I am constantly talking about it on the weekly coaching calls and anything I find that is new, I, I pass on to you guys, uh, there and, um, I'm constantly making tutorials around the topic as well. So, um, uh, and if you if you don't know about the Insider Circle, you can sign up for it at, uh, you go to musicmarketingmanifesto.com, click on products and services, click on Insider Circle. We do weekly coaching calls, monthly training lessons, uh, community forum, and a whole bunch of uh, uh, other stuff around that. So um, I think it's a fantastic resource. And if you want to stay up on AI, that's the kind of thing it's it's designed to, precisely to do to keep you on the cutting edge of the music industry and right now it is all about ai um so let me just check my sort of notes here is there anything else we need to kind of talk about before wrapping up um you know every single thing i touched on could be its own podcast episode but i i didn't want to do that and i don't i be i want to be careful not to turn music marketing manifesto into an ai site because that's not what we're about we're not about ai we're about furthering your music career teaching you how to grow your fan base and generate more revenue from your music it's just that we are at a very interesting moment in human history where um, this new technology has emerged and if you're not using it to better your marketing then you are going to be left behind um, because other people will use it to be better and faster um, so I, but I, I didn't, but I still, I, what I wanted to do with this lesson was to just kind of, I, I, uh, to readdress it, to revisit it. I touched on it so early in its evolution that we didn't really know what we were dealing with. We knew we were dealing with something big, but we didn't know what you should listen to that episode, by the way. Um, it came out again, I think January 11th or right around there, um, and uh, just hear hear the excitement in our voices about this new tech and then it took off and exploded and now the whole world is talking about it um you might find it interesting but uh even some of the music the ai music created examples compared to what people are creating now is just shocking um that sounded like a terrible robot creating music then now some of it sounds indistinguishable from a drake track um but uh I, i That's what the goal was here today, uh, to just kind of revisit it, address a lot of the common questions and concerns around it. Um, You know, I I know that there, I'm very enthusiastic about it. I know that there are reasons to be careful around AI. They don't, that's a different conversation than the conversation we're having here, the sort of existential risk to humanity, like it getting, control of nuclear codes or something like that you know that's that's a much bigger picture issue than how it can help you as a musician. Um, again, I, I remain very very optimistic about AI. Maybe I'll be proven wrong around this but ultimately my belief comes down to this yes, AI can be used already has been used uh, to do bad but it can be used to do good and we already have hundreds of thousands of people maybe millions i don't know working on it uh working on using ai to try to solve humanity's problems um and we have very few people working on how to use it to create harm and i know you can argue that a bad actor can create a bigger impact than a large number of good actors, uh, but I still believe that the impact of the good actors will far outweigh uh, the impact of the bad actors. Again, some pretty bad headlines will no doubt pop up here or there, but all in all, I think I think this 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 balance of technological growth and potential to do harm over potential to do good is not new. And while sometimes the world seems scary, if you look at most of the fundamental stats, they just continue to improve in terms of, again, the control that individuals have over the circumstances of their own lives, crime rates and 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 voting rights and equality and all of these things on a fundamental level um, are, are mostly just continuing to improve decade after decade after decade and i think we're going to see a very similar trend with with ai while they'll be the odd bad actor and already has uh, been overall it's just going to be a fantastic tool for humanity um that can um again shorten that period of time between inspiration and uh execution or reality. And that's why I find AI so exciting. And that's why I believe you should as well. All right. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more uh, music marketing tips and strategies, head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com. You can learn more about me there. Sign up for a free copy of the Music Marketing Blueprint. uh, And you can click on products and services and see everything that I offer and that I'm uh, all about. I also mentioned a, a relatively new platform of mine called TunePipe. It's been around since, uh, late 20, uh, 21. Uh, when, when that was private, went public in 2022 and, uh, it is just, I think reshaping the way musicians, uh, build, uh, websites and execute their marketing. And I, I think you'll be, um, blown away by what the tool can do and how easy it is to use compared uh, to other tools like it out there. And you can try it for free uh, by going to tunepipe.com. All right. Thank you for listening. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can market your music using the direct to fan strategies discussed on this show, then head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and sign up for your free copy of the Music Marketing Blueprint. Once again, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com.